Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zen Dependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're interested in listening to the best podcast on the planet, stay tuned because Zen Dependently Minded is only going to get bigger and better from here. And before we start this episode, we're going to have a brief word from our sponsor. How's it going, everyone? It's your boy, Kyle Kalinske, back with another informed, amazing, and rational and logical podcast. So this this is probably going to be my last audio-only podcast. I bought a camera, nothing too fancy, nothing too crazy, um, and I'm going to be recording video podcasts. The reason why, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I, I kind of want a, an excuse to be back on YouTube just just because I would like to see, you know, if I can continue to grow my audience or there on there or if I'm just going to be audio only from for the foreseeable future or, uh, you know, I just it I don't know. I just I want to go back on YouTube. That's where I started it. It takes more time, like really takes more time because I will it's it might be faster now because. You know, I have some things to figure out, but it might be faster now because I'm not going to be doing it with uh, gameplay and I'm not going to have to link the gameplay together, which took a long time. That's basically what took the longest. But uh, anyway, this episode is also brought to you by DraftKings. So DraftKings, you guys all know about it. With DraftKings, you can bet any amounts of money on any sporting event that is available with DraftKings, which is most of the important ones. And if you use promo code ZENDEPENDENTLYMINDED69, along with your bank account info, you will also get a free cocaine addiction, as well as someone to commit armed robbery with you. Because it's not like money is an important thing that is very scarce within the middle class and the lower middle class and the lower class and the poor right now. Why not get a gambling addiction? Why not bet your money on fixed NFL games? Why not bet your money on fights that could completely go in any direction at any given moment in any point in time? One punch could end it all. One kick could end it all. One leg lock could end it all. Why Why put your money away for your kid to go to college? Why put your money away to invest into cryptocurrency or the stock market? Or why put your money aside so you can get insulin for your diabetic 7-year-old? Use promo code ZENDEPENDENTLYMINDED69 right now to match every single dollar up to an unlimited amount for your DraftKings bets. And the second, well actually the third sponsor for this episode is brought to you by Ivermectin Chewable Gummies. So these Ivermectin Chewable Gummies are actually the same gummies that Joe Rogan used to beat COVID. He's endorsed them himself. He left him a voicemail. I'm not going to put it on here because he exposes my real name, my address, and the amount of money that he gave for me to shill for Ivermectin. And the good thing, the cool thing about ivermectin is that it not only makes your dick grow bigger, but it also comes in three different flavors. So it comes in chlorine, California fire roast, and lemon flavor. Personally, my favorite is California fire roast, and I'm a little biased because I'm from California, but ivermectin, chewable gummies, thank you for sponsoring the podcast. So the first bit of news I wanted to talk about, and things could, in, could get interesting before I actually get into everything. I want to let you guys know I am in the process of looking for my first place for me and my fiance. So there could be a time when 
well, I mean, lately I've been a bit inconsistent with the with the uploads, but there's going to be a, maybe we'll, I mean, it's only going to be us two moving into a place. It's probably going to be one or two bedrooms. Going to use the second bedroom for a, like a studio or an office or whatever for us to do homework, for me to have my Xbox in, for me to do my writing and my podcasts, of course. But there could be a time that we just move on a Monday and we get everything done in that day. And there could be a time when it's really hard and we don't have internet for a while. So if I'm gone for a little extended period of time, just know that I'm probably in the process of moving. But the first bit of news I wanted to talk about. So there's a CNN article. This is real news right here. Real journalism. So there, the headline said, Boris Johnson admits he has six children. Listen. I might be in the minority here, but I don't give a fuck about Boris Johnson's kids. I want to know who his who his stylist, his hairstylist is. I want to know I want to know if Brexit is going through. I want to know if the UK is going to get any kind of dental care because all the, everybody in the UK's teeth are fucked up. I want to know if Jorge Masvidal is going to beat Leon Leon Scott's ass because Leon Scott is from England. And or he's from the UK and the dude's a pussy and he's been talking shit about Jorge Masvidal and then he's not actually fighting him. I remember seeing this meme and it was this uh, this host for like a Middle Eastern news news broadcast and he said, "I swear to Allah, if you call this journalism, I'll shoot myself right here." And that's how I feel about this. I I talk about it every week. I'm not trying to pander because like. Obviously, just bringing attention, bringing hashtag awareness or whatever to issues is, that's just one step. It's a lazy step. Every Twitter activist can do that. I'm just saying, there are bigger stories to talk about CNN. What about the Hunter Biden laptop situation? What about Afghanistan? What about uh, the pandemic? What about, just kidding, pandemic is cringe. I've seen so many obese Triple, quadruple chin moms that are like, ew, this is a pandemic, you're trying to test on the kids, and I'm, I've given my opinion on that many times, and I'm getting more and more sick and tired of it every day, but I'm not going to say pandemic, that's cringe, that's like saying, oh, libtard, oh, fake news, all that shit, MAGA, all that, all that cringe, all that corporate, that corporate, uh, sloganeering that's all bullshit nobody nobody gives a fuck about that i'm i'm not gonna be that guy but yeah there are more important things to talk about i don't give a flying shit about boris johnson's six kids like must have been a slow day at the office literally second thing i wanted to talk about so at the un recently president joe biden he he made a speech and he addressed a few things and he was calling for unity and he addressed the pandemic, and he addressed climate change. And I'm just sick and tired of hearing this fucking bullshit slogan. Speaking of slogans, unity. I remember, I think just after it was clear that Joe Biden had won the presidency and defeated, defeated Donald Trump, he was he, he tweeted, unity, period. And everyone was like, oh my god, he's going to fucking, he's going to join this country together. And looking at the country now... It's more divided as it's ever been. It's as divided as the United States has been probably since the Civil War. There's not an issue out there that has kept the United States divided as divided as a Biden administration and everything that comes with that. The prolonging of this pandemic, 
Afghanistan, the sloppy handling of Afghanistan, the the migrant crisis, the the fact that the kids are still in cages, all that stuff. And you can say, you know, these things take time. Um, if you know anything about the United States government, there's checks and balances. He's not, he can't just, the president cannot just do things on his own accord. He, there, there are some things he can do on his own accord, but there are a lot of issues that he can't just fix. Afghanistan is one of them. I've talked about it before. I don't know much about military strategy, but I'm not going to lay it completely on Joe Biden. I think that there were steps we should have taken and we should have, like there were, there were, yeah, there were a few steps that we should have taken during the withdrawal from Afghanistan, but no matter what, it was going to be ugly. So I can't fault him with that too much. And I'm sure there could be someone out there who, who corrects me or tells me, oh, you know what? He did it perfectly. It couldn't have gone better. Sunshine and rainbows. The Taliban are, they're, they're great people. Americans are worse than the Taliban. There are some people who feel that way. But I'm just, I'm sick of hearing unity from someone who voted from for the Iraq war. For the guy who authorized drone strikes that have killed children. And a contractor that was helping the United States out in Afghanistan. Or the drone strikes on Syria, or the the frequent unvaccinated shaming that he's been that he's been uh, he's been contributing to, like that speech he did recently where he was talking about uh you know we've been patient and the patience is wearing thin, talking about oh this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. I don't know what else there is to say, like I I, I don't want to keep repeating for like the sixth or seventh or eighth episode in a row about my stance on vaccinations. It's the most non-stance that you could ever take. It's, I know people who are vaccinated. I myself am vaccinated. I know people who are unvaccinated. And I don't give a shit about either of you or any of you. Get the fuck away from me. I just want to play Destiny 2. I want to reactivate my World of Warcraft account. I want to play the new Spider-Man. I want to play the new fucking whatever new video game is coming out. And I want you all to suck my dick. The next person that brings a vaccine to me, I'm going to slap them. And then if they open their mouth again, I'm going to slap them again just to make sure that they know I don't give a fuck about vaccines. I don't give a fuck about the pandemic. Fuck the coronavirus. Suck my dick. Unity my ass. Fuck you. What, what, what is there? What else is there for? What is what else is there to say for climate change that the president of the United States can do? There's nothing that the president of the United States can do at this point. I believe that climate change is natural, but I also do believe, because I'm not a retard, that humans and just just our existence, period, gives off carbon emissions. So it's not like we can minimize that. But we can absolutely minimize carbon emissions and our carbon fr- footprint in many other ways. One of the things that I've talked about is how lazy recycling is in America. You just have one bin. It's a blue bin or whatever, I think, if I remember correctly. Here in Germany, we have like four different bins for recycling. We have plastic, food waste, like electronic and uh, household appliances. And then we have the green for glass, and then it rotates to paper. So there's lots of different things you could do. You could install more solar panels, make them more affordable, design technology that's that can store solar panel energy more, more efficiently. There's a... Uh, but at the end of the day, most of the... Most of the... Pollution, I believe, is coming from China, India, and the United States. And the United States is doing a lot. There's always more that they can do. But it's up to the individual. It's up to... You You can't force... I mean, you can try to force people to care about the environment, but people are really selfish. So 
I just feel like he's beating a dead horse, just like me talking about the vaccines. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing about me talk about the vaccines. I am too. I'm this close to slamming my head into the wall and driving off a cliff. At least I, I gotta wait till my new BMW comes and then I'll, I'll crash into the, I'll drive off a cliff. But next bit of news I wanted to talk about something that nobody's talking about except for the shitty places like Newsmax and OAN and Fox News that nobody gives a fuck about and nobody wants to talk about. Oh, and Jimmy Dore, the best journalist in 2021. The most important journalist, probably next to Glenn Greenwald. Um, right now in the 21st century, I mean. So, a uh, United States grand jury has indicted the lawyer that represented the Clinton campaign in 2016. So, I believe when I was reading, if I was reading this correctly, let me pull up the article real quick so I'm not talking about the wrong thing, because there were a couple things that had to do with with Russia probes and shit. Ah, the attorney who advised the Clinton campaign indicted in the U.S. Trump-Russia probe. So... Obviously, anybody with a fifth of a brain, anybody with a 50 IQ, anybody who attended ninth grade civics class, and anybody who was able to use deductive reasoning and just look, just able to look at evidence and use that to decide their stance on something, knows that Russiagate was a complete total sham. It was garbage. I don't know why people still hold on to that. But this is just something that's not, not not enough people are talking about, but it kind of it puts it into perspective that and it shows that there are legal repercussions for trying to character assassinate someone on the basis of of uh, corruption and election meddling, which is something that's very serious, something that goes on in Russia. I mean, the United States meddles in their own elections in their own ways with things like propaganda and stuff like that. But I'm not going to get too into it. I'm sure you guys know if you're if you if you haven't skipped this part already. But so, Michael Sussman says he's a former partner with Perkins Coy, who also represented the DNC and Clinton campaign in connection with Russia's hack of the organization, and they are accused of making false statements during their September 19, 2016 meeting with former FBI general counsel James Baker. So, yeah, there are actions to your consequences, and I've said it many times. There's not one way to vote. There's not one solution for every person. There are some solutions that will work and that will benefit all people across the United States. But there are legit reasons to not like Trump, and I've heard them before. I've heard criticisms from close family, close friends. I've heard some trash criticisms, some cringe like Russiagate and and obstruction of justice and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. There are legit reasons to not like him, and I welcome those, and and I agree with some of them. But Russiagate's not one of them. So hopefully this is the last we hear of this shit. It's not going to be, though. So moving on. Another really, really exciting piece of news that I found. Something that I've always found really interesting. So there is a fossil. There are a few fossils that were shown recently, that were discovered recently, that showed the earliest. So they're human footsteps in North America from 22,000 years ago, which makes these fossils the oldest bits of proof of existence of humans in North America, which to me is so much cooler and so much more important than anything else that I'm going to talk about on this podcast, besides the ivermectin um, sponsorship that I have, because I need money. I need money. I want to get a place. 
I want to get a nice watch. I want to get a cool neon sign for when I do videos for my podcast. But I've always found human history fascinating, especially early human history. And I mean, there's there's proof that there were humans that existed long before, you know, further back from 22,000 years ago. But this early in North America, this is groundbreaking. And it's so exciting. And it's so amazing to know that there are, there's pieces of nature out there that haven't been discovered yet that will be discovered in the future, hopefully. And there are things that are untouched that, you know, are so groundbreaking like this. And another thing that's really interesting that are not, that are that not a lot of people talk about, there have been so many different types of human-like creatures that have existed and that have existed together simultaneously. So obviously we're Homo sapiens, I believe. I feel really stupid asking that. But we're Homo sapiens, but there have been huge human-like creatures in the past, which are, which are why a lot of people believe Bigfoot existed at one point. And it's just so intriguing to me. There's just there's just an allure to, you know, I love the internet. I love watching TV. I love watching movies. I love reading books. I love technology. I love living in a safe, updated house where I can turn on the heater when it's hot and I can turn on the fan when it's cold. Uh, the other way around, whatever. It's late. But there's something alluring to the early part of human history where, you know, it wasn't fun in games. It was not fun in games. But when people were in touch with nature, when people, you know, had to hunt and gather for a living, and when there were different versions of humans, animal-like humans, that existed together. And there's just something about that that just blows my mind and fascinates me to no end. So this is really exciting news. And I hope I hope to see more developments like this. I, I really do. These are outshadowed by the things like Ivermectin and Joe Biden and Brexit and uh, Germany's election and all that kind of stuff. It's it's cool. It's it's cool to know they're groundbreaking things like this that are still being talked about. And I'm excited to see what else comes from this. I really am. So the next bit of news I wanted to talk about this is something that is very serious to me. So, the current New York governor, I'm not going to say her name, you guys know her name, the name triggers me, and I'll tell you why later. The New York governor that replaced Andrew Cuomo, for some reason people thought, you know, now that Andrew Cuomo's out, there can't be anybody worse, and so far she hasn't been worse, but this is definitely pushing her, pushing the needle for her, for sure. She said, uh, so she's refusing to budge on the vaccine mandates that she's passed for nurses in New York, and... To these nurses in New York, she said, two-word, very, very cold phrase, you're replaceable. And while we're on the topic, I would like to take this time to detail an experience in which I was touched inappropriately by the governor of New York. I was at the premiere of The Many Saints of Newark, and she grabbed my butt and she said, come here, you little Mexican fuck. And when I pushed her away... And kind of told her no, she kept advancing towards me. And she told me the same two-word cold phrase, you're replaceable. And the worst part about this is that I had to look her in the eyes and hold my tongue. Because I knew that I, you know, this this lady, she could she could bury me in a second. She could, she could talk to one of the five families. She could speak to Lucky Lucchese's uh, great-grandson and have me sleep in with the fishes or whatever. 
um, I had to look her in the eyes and hold my tongue and not tell her that I'm not Mexican because I'm not. My 23andMe results actually show me show that there is 0% Latin American blood in me. So, yeah, it's really hard to talk about her. It's really hard to talk about the instance, you know. Sorry to my family, I didn't tell you guys. Sorry, I didn't tell you guys that I went to New York to watch the Many Saints of Newark. But if that doesn't speak on, what did Dave Chappelle say? Dave, Dave Chappelle said that he doesn't look at any politicians their where they stand on the issues and their policy he looks at their character and next time you judge the governor of new york i want you to think about me i want you to think about her grabbing my butt and saying those inappropriate words and that cold phrase you're replaceable to me and think about what dave chappelle said so the next bit of news that i wanted to talk about nah fuck that i'm not talking about that shit Oh, God damn it! I have so much stuff about vaccines in my notes. Oh, man. When I take these notes down, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's something interesting I want to talk about. And then I want to blow my brains out when I get to this point. Oh, boy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Greatest. One of great, the greatest NBA players of all time. He basically popularized... I'm not sure if he invented, but he popularized the skyhook. He is one of the greatest big men one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, and he was playing back in the day when they weren't shooting threes as often. But NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, apparently he's been getting into bar fights and he's been doing MMA fights for Oscar De La Hoya's, Hoya's Golden Boy promotions or something because his brain seems like it's fallen out of his ass. But he said, you know, he's calling for unvaccinated players to, re to be removed from teams. Listen, Kareem. You need to go into a nursing home and go fuck yourself. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not going to I'm not going to repeat the same points that I've talked about. Why does anyone give a shit about what this old dude has has to say about a virus? About a virus that was created most likely in a lab in Wuhan. In the lab in Wuhan that is called the Wuhan Coronavirus Lab or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. I'll have to check my sources with OAN. Nobody, okay, this is something that was brought to my attention by one of my friends, and I'm already aware because I'm living in Europe, and these types of things are, I mean, while things in the United States are being handled differently than in Europe and in Asia or whatever, and India, do you think there's cases of, of the coronavirus in the Antarctic? I wonder, I wonder what it was like for those people that were in those like huts, like in the Big Bang Theory. They were there for three, three to six months, or however long they stayed doing their, doing their observations. And they came back, and the whole world's on fire, and there's no more toilet paper, and all the restaurants are shut down, and everyone's gay. I wonder what that was like. I'll have to, I'll have to look at some stories on that. But I've said it many times, and I think most rational humans, which are few and far in between these days, I, I feel, most rational, logical human beings, who can consider themselves a, you know. A good person and they can consider themselves someone who can mind their own fucking business they're they're opposed to vaccine mandates but what people don't talk about is and i've known this here too it's been like this since since the vaccine rolled out if you're not vaccinated to get on a plane to go to a restaurant not to enter stores but to get on a plane or go to a restaurant you need to either show proof that you have 
A, recovered from the coronavirus, an infection like the past six months, and it's been 14 days. Two, show proof of a negative COVID test. Or three, I said A, two, and three. You have to be vaccinated, obviously, and you have to show your card or you have to have the stupid barcode that they have. Um, but vaccine mandates are not cool to me. There are some places where you, you like, like I talked about earlier in New York, nurses are being told that they're going to lose their jobs if they do not get the vaccine. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them in New York and there are a lot in around the United States. And yeah, you can get COVID tests every week, but they are one, they're not free anymore. And two, they're harder to get in lesser populated places. And I know I had a buddy who was telling me recently that only the big cities count. The rest of the places that have the vaccine mandates, it doesn't matter that these people have to get a test. It's just, it's easy to find in the cities, and that's all that matters. But I disagree. I think small-town Americans, they matter just as much. So yeah, vaccine mandates, poo-poo. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, poo-poo. What else is there to say? Seriously. MJ's the GOAT anyways, and... Kobe is the GOAT for uh, for Laker players. Eh, maybe Magic Johnson. Maybe LeBron if he continues. Psych. Psych, you thought. So, John Hinckley, big fan of the catcher in the rye, avid supporter of John Lennon, is going to receive an unconditional release from prison. Oh yeah, he also shot Ronald Reagan. He did not kill him successfully. Um... Imagine going up to a dude that's kind of old from point blank range and shooting him multiple times and not killing him. Like, he really would have benefited from Call of Duty or something. I don't know. But, yeah, so John Hinckley's getting released from prison. I I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. I, on one hand, I'm scared because this dude is clearly mentally at least back then he was mentally insane he was saying oh he he like he fell in love with uh Jody Foster after he after he shot Ronald Reagan i think they found him with the catcher in the rye a, cap, a copy of it on his on his body or whatever on one hand i don't know if a person like that you know he's been out of society for so long if he hated society and he hated the president that much imagine what it's going to be like trying to reintegrate back into society but on on the other hand you know mental mental health research and the science behind human psychology has drastically improved since he committed his crime so you know i'm really surprised to see that this that a guy who shot the president he didn't kill him but he, he shot the president is even getting out of prison and i'm also surprised he's still alive i didn't know he was alive but it's going to be interesting to see what he does and if he lives a, a low-profile life or maybe he'll commit a crime the day he gets out. Who knows? But, you know, I know Ronald. I know a funny story when Ronald Reagan was shot and then they, when, when the, there's a story when the nurses were rolling him to the surgery room, he looked up at everybody and he said, oh, I hope you, hope you all are Republicans, which I think is funny. If you're, it shows a lot of character when you're able to Keep your sense of humor when you could possibly die. I mean, I'm not going to get into Ronald Reagan's politics. I, I don't have time for that. And I have nobody to talk to about it. If if 
if I talk, start talking about Ronald Reagan's politics, one, I could be wrong. I like to do research and I like to, but everyone slips up every once in a while, you know, but I'm just talking to myself and it's just going to be confirmation bias for an entire episode or an entire segment. So yeah, old boy's getting out of prison. Hopefully he doesn't go do it again. Maybe he just reads Catcher in the Rye again and he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have shot the president, <laughs> but he can't apologize to him now. Ronald Reagan's been dead for a while and I believe Nancy Reagan is dead too, so, oh well. But last statistic I wanted to show, I wanted to talk about, so since 2020, homicides are up nearly 30%, which is the largest one-year jump in homicides ever, ever, and this is a report from the FBI, so, I mean, I hope it's worth it, I hope it's worth flattening the curve, I hope it's worth Forcing everybody to get a vaccine, forcing everyone to stay inside, forcing, you know, allowing multi-million dollar athletes to slam their helmets into each other, to kick each other, to wrestle, to sweat on each other, to bleed on each other, and then force the fans that watch them, who are vaccinated, to wear their masks and to socially distance and all that bullshit. Or, or, at the Emmys, allowing the people who are at the Emmys to not wear masks. Or, allow the people at the Met Gala to not wear masks. Only the, the servants, the subhumans, the slaves, the pieces of trash, garbage, bums that carry AOC's dress, only they have to wear the masks. Or my seven-year-old brother who is in school and who is healthy as a cow, why he has to wear a mask. I hope it's worth it. The largest upward transfer of wealth in human history I hope that's worth it. I hope the record-breaking amounts of spousal abuse, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, child abuse, I hope that's all worth it. I hope it's worth it. I hope the future, the, the long-term... So we're in a recession right now, but I hope when... I hope we hit... I hope tomorrow someone just changes the United States debt clock... Someone, someone should just hack that and change it to 50 quadrillion because the number doesn't fucking mean anything anymore. But anyway, I hope the inevitable collapse of the civilization that is the United States, the country that is the United States, I hope it's all worth it. I hope it's all worth it for something that is endemic and we're going to have to live with for the rest of our lives because, oh, last thing, 50% of hospitalizations in the United States are people who are vaccinated. So, like we all said before, when the mask mandates were pushed, people were talking. I was okay with I wasn't okay with the mandates. But I encourage people to wear masks. For because I like I said, I have I have a higher than a 50 IQ. I have at least 57. People were concerned that mask mandates were gonna were gonna turn into vaccine mandates, and people were like, nah, that will never happen. And look at it now. And just wait. Joe Biden already got his booster shot. Who knows what the fuck was in that thing? It's probably the it's probably the Adderall that keeps him going still, that keeps his brain running. Or maybe they're injecting straight monster into his blood because the dude's nine hundred years old and he can barely string a sentence together. That makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know anymore, guys, but thirty percent thirty percent more homicides in a year. And uh 
it'll be really it'll be really funny to see if anyone like messages me or comments and says that's not because of the coronavirus. Oh yeah, it's because Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Whatever. But I hope you guys enjoyed this final audio only podcast that I did. I definitely am enjoying the podcast. I've said it many times. While yes, I was burned out, I'm revitalized and excited and loving loving this job or hobby or whatever you want to call it more than ever. And I had a lot of fun predicting the UFC event. I was pretty inaccurate, two out of five for the main event, but I did get, I believe I got both of the uh, prelim fights that I predicted correctly. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please continue to support this podcast by listening to it, downloading it, sharing it. No one has ever given me any crypto, but I might actually just remove that crypto part anyways because I got out of crypto. I'm I'm just waiting for regulations to roll out and for the fees to be so high that no one will ever want to do a transaction related to crypto ever again. So thank you, as always, for listening to this episode. I hope I wasn't as incoherent as last week. I know my buddy Hector told me that it was pretty rough to listen to last week's episode and listening back to it because I don't listen to my podcast. I'm not a psychopath. I'm not the dude from American Psycho. I don't listen to my own episodes, but I I listened to it for a little bit and I was like, whoa, I could not. There was not a period in, in that entire podcast. I just kept talking. But anyways, if you didn't like the episode, go fuck yourself. Don't give a shit. Suck my dick. As always, stay safe, stay away from those crazies out there. Oh, yeah, and merch is coming. Bye.